to another episode of the Ask Geeks podcast. I'm your host, Adrian, and I know we're getting the episode out really late this week. And I mean, really, really late. This might be our only episode of the week because things have been hectic. And I'm not going to lie to y'all, this episode took a long, long time. As you can see by the length of this episode, that it was a very long episode. Um, I spent, I, I tried to spend a couple of weeks, but you know, obviously you still got to juggle work, life and everything like that. But I tried to spend a good amount of time before I got ready for this episode, because this is going to be a, we finally giving my NBA 75. I'm, I know my NBA 75 is not going to be like your NBA 75 or the next person's NBA 75 or the next person's NBA 75. But this is my NBA 75. If you have any problems with it or have any concerns, I mean, you can voice it on the Twitter or um, what's it called, Facebook or anything like that, Any anywhere we have our page. But this NBA 75 research took a long, long time because there's been a lot of players in NBA history. So what I started off with doing, I took the original NBA 75 and I went through every single person. I went through all their, I went through all their history. I read every single one of their um, biographies, so pages on pages. I read every single one of their stats. I, I looked up multiple different what different people said about them, especially those older players that um, there's not there's not as much known. I was like, okay, well they these people say this, these people say this, these people say this. So I was going through every single person on the NBA seventy five. Then I went through every single player that, like, you know, the original, oh, this person was snubbed, this person was snubbed, this person was snubbed. And then I went back to the NBA 50, and then a lot of the people that were snubbed off that one that still didn't make it on the 75, I went through and looked at them again. And I was like, okay. And so after a few days of research, I ended up with nine, almost 10 pages of notes. Um, almost 4,000 words, and I was like, wow, this is this is too much. This is too much. I wasn't expecting this many notes. And the thing is, I don't want that many notes because I like the free flow on these podcasts. I was like, okay, I got my notes. I can't, I, you know, I usually keep like a couple sentences of notes here and there if I need like a certain person's stats. But at the same time, I know I can quickly search it up on while I'm recording. So I usually don't try to keep too many notes or anything like that. So having almost 10 pages worth of notes was kind of frustrating. I, was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, which another reason why this episode took so long. So I was trying to skim through my notes, trying to be like, okay, this is what I need to write. This is what I need to say. This is what I need to say. And this is what I need to say. And after skimming through my notes for a while, I was like, okay, I can put the notes aside. Only thing I need is my list. And then I just need to hop on here and just record. Because if I keep trying to skim through these notes, who knows when this episode is getting out. And NBA 75 dropped a little a while ago. So I was like, I need to drop this before, you know, the hype kind of draws down. So what, how I'm going to start this one is, I'm going to go through my obvious selections first. I'm going to give you a certain number of people. Once I go through all my obvious numbers, I'll give you the number of people I have them. And then I'll go from there. So starting off my obvious selections, number one will be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. 
there's not really much say to, to say here. I mean, he's the all-time leader scorer, six-time champ, six-time MVP. He's in the GOAT argument. So, again, there's not much to say here. So, the, we're just going to move on to the next person. That's how a lot of these obvious selections are going to go. They're going to be quick and fast because um, that's what I they, – they should be on this list. Some of them I might break down and explain some of the older players because it's like, hey – you might not agree that he should be on here, but this is why I have him on here. But some of the people like Kareem and them, yeah, they're just they're just on there. There's also Giannis. He's only 26. He's I consider him the Shaq pick when they're guessing, they're projecting his career, and they're like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But I've already said he's top three, and he's not three. So you already know how I feel when it comes to the Giannis discussion. Two-time MVP, defense player of the year, finals MVP, and he might end up in the GOAT conversation one day as well if he continues on. Um, number three, we're going to go with uh, Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. Uh, this might be controversial to some people to be an obvious selection, but he's the top 10 scorer of all time. And the top 10 scoring isn't like the top 10 other things. Like, yes, we just saw Chris Paul pass Mark Jackson and Steve Nash on in top five assists of all time. And so moving him to third. Yes. But just because the assists doesn't equate to scoring, like, okay, yeah, these great passers and everything like that, just because they're top five, assists doesn't mean they're a top five player or a top five point guard of all time. Like, Mark Jackson is still top five in assists of all time, but that doesn't make him a top five point guard of all time. But when it comes to scoring, if you're on that list for scoring, if you're top 10, top 15, top 20, in my opinion, you're one of the greats because... The game about buckets, the game about putting that ball in the basket. And if you can put that ball in the basket, and we've had a lot of, lot of great scorers in the NBA, in NBA history. Yes, some went through longevity. Some just went through they could score the ball. But if you're one of those top scorers, scoring is on another level other than like, okay, if you're a great scorer, you get a boost rather than being a great defender. Like somebody like Dikembe, Matumbo, all those defensive player of the years, you're like, yeah, but are you not rewarding the other side of the ball? But, yeah, those are cool and those are great. But at the end of the game, great offense always beats great defense. Like, in my opinion, like, that, that's, that's just how it is. You've seen people like Kevin Durant, and people play amazing, spectacular, crazy defense on them. Same with Jordan, same with Melo. Uh, you see them play these this amazing defense, double team, triple team, and they just hit the shot because great offense is going to be great defense. And that's just how it is. So, Melo is on my list and right here. Next, here's going to be our first controversial, our real, real controversial. I don't think Carmelo should be controversial, but I know it probably is just because of his, some people don't like him. But here's going to be our first actual controversial pick, Paul Arzen. Now, hear me out. I know many viewers aren't aware of who this is and might not like that the list contains so many older players. However, he was to basketball what Babe Ruth and Cy Young were to baseball. He was a pioneer, being one of the first players that ever used and mastered a jump shot. Um, I I think he was. Yeah, he was the first person to use the jump shot. He, he was. I remember that now. I remember um, from reading that he was the first person to use the jump shot. People didn't, back then, people didn't use, they didn't jump. They didn't, they didn't jump the shoot. They shot every shot like a free throw. And right now that seems so just automatic. Like, yeah, of course you're shooting, jumping for a jump shot. But back then you didn't. So he was one of the top scorers back then. And like 
he he like, there wasn't many 20 point per game scores back then there wasn't that many people that scored a lot of points in his time like there wasn't that many people that scored like that so he started jumping when shooting and then some other people started jumping when they're shooting and then they saw that they could shoot further out and they could shoot more consistently and then so he he averaged 20 point per game for nine straight seasons he he reached like 10,000 points at like a historically fast pace but obviously now many more people have passed them on scoring and have gotten their faster but you you can only rank them compared to their what's called generation and everything so we got to rank when you, like like I said when you rank these players you got to rank them by who they play you can make an argument that if you put Giannis in this era he dominate I always hear this you like oh yeah you could put a basic player like that if you put Kevin Durant in those eras they'd arrest him for witchcraft all these blah 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 but here's the thing about that Giannis wouldn't be Giannis if he was in that era. You got to think of the different people always ignore other things. This is not just people, what's called, just because these people are taller, stronger, but they're taller and stronger, but they also have access to different weight equipment. A lot of those people back then, like Will Chamberlain wasn't working out basketball wise, like how Embiid, LeBron, and all of them are working out today. They, they, there's not enough, there wasn't enough. Um, what's called information out there for them to truly capitalize all their potential. They weren't starting playing basketball when they were younger. They weren't playing basketball as like the main thing, like, oh, yeah, wake up at 5 in the morning, play basketball, go to practice, go to school, then practice after school, then get a couple workouts in like that from a young age, then doing it in college, then doing it in the NBA. And that's not what people did back then. Because basketball wasn't as popular and wasn't a big thing. It wasn't going to pay all your bills. So what they did was they'd be like, okay, yeah. Oh, basketball, yeah, we'll come over here and do it. We practice during practice. We might practice a little bit outside. But it wasn't. It was more of a hobby rather than the, how people treat it nowadays. So they wouldn't. So, again, Giannis wouldn't be young. Giannis wouldn't be doing the Euros. Giannis wouldn't be doing step backs. Giannis wouldn't be doing spin moves to the paint and dunking or jumping to shoot because that wasn't a thing back then. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta remember that those weren't things back then. So when people say take them and put them in there, y'all ignore all those other things. That's like saying, okay, well, if we grab Wilt Chamberlain and put him in the league today, he would dominate. They're like, oh no, he was playing against bad people. But no, 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 no. You gotta start Wilt out. You can't start Wilt out like how he was without the proper education and proper information on studying the game and having all these elite training facilities and all these elite everything else. You can't just grab what you saw of Wilt. You got to take Wilt as a kid, put him in there, start him from a kid, let him actually maximize his potential, which is scary that a lot of these players were this dominant, this great back then, without the resources of today. Like, oh, yeah, all these players doing X, Y, and Z. You see him working from that and getting as much training and getting all these elite things and then seeing him get the NBA. That's a different animal. That means Will Chamberlain will be even better than he was back then. That's something like you can't you can't have it both ways. Like okay, we'll take them, excuse me, drop them off back then, but not bring them and give them the same resources. It's not like a simple plug and play. So I'm saying all this to say because, um, like like the big O, the big O, what's called he he made he popularized the fadeaway. People didn't use fadeaways. Like, that wasn't a thing, a fadeaway jumper. And that's like a signature move for, like, 
so many great scorers nowadays. So without Paul Arzen, you wouldn't have Steph Curry shooting 30 footers. You wouldn't have all these other things. So like in cases like this, I mean, I'm going to give it to the older player for their contribution. And during his time, he was an elite scorer, plus his contribution to the game. Paul Arzen is going on my list. Um, Next, Charles Barkley, uh, MVP, obviously 11-time All-NBA, top five power forward of all time. Enough said there. Rick Barry, if his ABA stats were counting as well, whew, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. There's some players, when you go look at their ABA stats, like Rick Barry, Julius Irvin, like if their ABA stats counted, they'd be, whew, they, they, they'd, have some, they'd have some scary numbers. Like Rick Barry would be a top five small forward of all time. He'd be an even higher rated scorer. But, I mean, I know a lot of people didn't like him and everything during his time, all the players and everything, but there's no question in his basketball ability. Then you have Elgin Baylor, a.k.a. the number one loser in NBA history, but one of the greatest to ever do it. I always like to make that joke thing because he, he couldn't get that ring, and he kept getting stopped. I think he was 0 for 8 or 0 for 9, um, but he's still one of the greatest scorers that ever graced the league. A career 27-point-per-game scorer, definitely on the list. Larry Bird, Larry Legend, no explanation needed. Go ahead. Kobe Bean Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant, a.k.a. Kobe Bean Bryant. Moving on. Will Chamberlain, Mr. 100, living cheat code. Just talked about him. He'd still be great no matter what era you put him in because you got to add all the other factors in as well. Will Chamberlain's on my list. Um, At 11, I got Bob Cousy, Celtic legend and one of the pioneers of the game. Six-time champ, one of the greatest point guards, not even greatest point, one of the greatest guards in of his era, a 12-time All-NBA, was just a great player all around. Um, At 12, we have Dave Cowens, another Celtic legend, filled in that gap between Bill Russell and Larry Bird, kept Boston relevant, winning two chips, grabbing an MVP, doing everything like that. Um, Next is Billy Cunningham. Billy Cunningham, now I get what y'all are going to say. I get what y'all are going to say. You're like, oh, another one of those old people, blah, blah, blah. But there's no way I'm leaving MVP off this list. The only MVP that won't make this list or future list, like whenever the NBA 100 in the future comes out, will be Derrick Rose. But that's not because of lack of ability, but because the injuries plague him. A twenty, a career twenty and ten game. I mean, I said twenty game. Uh, a career twenty and ten guy. You know, he was an MVP, Philly legend. You can't be a good. You can't be a really great player with the MVP and not make this list. In my opinion, every MVP should be on this list. In my opinion, because that means at one point you were the best player, or arguably the best player in the league. You put in all the other work alongside of it you're not going to win an mvp and then have no other statistical uh stats you're not going to have any other accolades and just mvp be your only accolade if you're mvp you're 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 a great that's why the mvp is such a tough thing to use that's why there's so many all-time greats without mvps so if you're mvp you're on my list then we have wardell stephen curry Two-time MVP, three-time champ, greatest shooter of all time, and in my opinion, the second greatest um, point guard of all time. Argue with your granny, argue with your uncle, argue with whoever you want, but don't argue with me. Um, Then we have Clyde the Glide Drexler. He earned his ring in Houston, and if MJ didn't exist, he might have been the best shooting guard of his era. Um, Great scorer. I know all his accolades don't represent 
like where that he necessarily should be on this list. But Clyde is one of those players that you always put him in the argument to, for top five shooting guard of all time. So you, how you can you be a top five shooting guard of all time and not be on this list? That's how I look at it. Um, then you have Tim, the greatest power four of all time, Duncan. His name says enough. Um, Kevin, I'll give you a whole family buckets. Durant, arguably a top three scorer of all time. Some consider him the greatest scorer of all time. Walking, talking bucket at an absurdly efficient rate. Um, Julius, I'd be the greatest of all time if they counted my ABA stats. Irvin, I don't know why I started giving these cats nicknames, but I figure I don't know. I don't know. I figured it'd be better than just saying their name over and over because a lot of these people, I don't really have to explain much for them. Patrick Ewing, you know, most popular Nick of all time. I'm not calling him the greatest Nick of all time, even though some people do. I can't dis- disrespect other great um, Nick legends. He's not the greatest Nick of all time, but he's the most popular Nick of all time. Um, you have Walt Frazier, another Nick legend that can make that argument. KG, third greatest power, I mean, power forward of all time. If he was free from Minnesota earlier, he could have been the greatest power forward of all time, or he could have achieved more and got more accolades to where he would jump up higher. But as far as where I have him, I have him third greatest power forward of all time. George Iceman Gervin, Mr. Finger Roll, one of the greatest scorers of all time. Again, those elite scores. They get a little bit of a boost. Then you got Hal Greer. I can see why people would argue Hal Greer and see people be like, okay, well, what about this player? What about this player? What about this player? Um, But he's more accomplished than a lot of players. People are too caught up in, like, players being more skilled nowadays and them being better due to the resources provided to them because they were born in different generations. But, I mean, seven all-NBAs? That's a lot. That's a lot. AI has seven. Patch Ewing, Steve Nash, T-Mag, Dominique Wilkins all have seven. So that's what I'm going to say right there. That's what I'm going to say right there. James Harden, he was going to go down as a top five shooting guard of all time, so you can make an argument that he already is one. So they got it right in adding him while he's still playing. And then you got Hondo, you know, Hondo John Havlicek, Celtic legend, could make an argument for him being a top five going forward of all time, eight-time champ. 11-time All-NBA, uh, all-time great defender with eight defensive teams. While being an all-time great scorer, man, this man was a bucket. He could do it all. Hondo was a great – he's a great – he's one of my favorite Celtics of all time. I love I love Havlicek. Uh, what's called? Then we got Elvin, greatest wizard of all time, Hayes, a.k.a. Spin Docs Goat, a great scorer, champ, 12-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA, Wizards legend. Um, then you got AI. If you don't understand why Allen Iverson is on this list, I need you to go to YouTube, type in Allen Iverson highlight film. Watch all those highlight films. Then Google Allen Iverson and then get back to me. That's all I'm going to say right there. Uh, LeBron, if you are if you're in an argument for, you know, the GOAT, then you're on the list. Magic Johnson, GOAT point guard. Sam Jones, 10-time champ and a key contributor to that Celtic dynasty. He will not be removed. You can fight me if you want, but he will not be removed. Michael Jeffrey Jordan, the GOAT of GOATs. Jason Kidd, top five point guard of all time. And I apologize, Mr. Kidd, for not including you on my previous list. Um, Career averages don't jump out like they usually do. And like with these other players and these other guards, but 
Man, Jason Kidd was crazy, dude. I mean, nine-time all-defense, tied only with Gary Payton, Dennis Johnson, and Chris Paul for the most by a point guard ever. Led the league in the, in the assists five times, only behind um, Bob Cousy, John Stockton, and the Big O. Second all-time in assists. Second in all-time in steals. And, by the way, I was at that Mavs game when he passed Jordan because that was the same Excuse me, that was the same game that uh, Dirk got his 1,000th block or something like that. That was crazy, but I was like, you're like seven feet tall. How are you just not getting like 1,000 blocks? That's crazy to me. But, yeah, I remember being at that game. You also have Kawhi Leonard, the claw, two-time MVP, two-time defensive player of the year, and he's not even done yet. Carl Malone, great basketball player, disgusting human being. Moses Cub, a.k.a. 4-4-4, not one, not two, but three MVPs, greatest old border ever, Pistol Pete. He's here more for his legacy. He was on the top 50. He was on the top 75. Pistol Pete changed the game, and rather than his actual, like, NBA conflict, he doesn't have any crazy accolade. He was a great scorer, great passer, was on some really, really bad teams that had no chance of winning. Um, Pistol Pete probably would have a better argument if he would have left and went to a better contender team, but he was always putting up crazy numbers, but he was just stuck on poverty franchises with the Jazz, with the Hawks, everything like that. He was just um, stuck on these poverty franchises, but there's no way I'm taking Pistol Pete off my list because of what he brought to the game. I love Pistol Pete. Um, Bob McAdoo, greatest, I said greatest, great I, gotta, I keep saying greatest to all these other things. Great scorer who revolutionized the game, you know. MVP, two-time NBA champion. He should have been on that original what's called 50 list, but I'm glad he's on it now. They got it right now. Everywhere when I was doing the research on that old 50 list, they were like, Bob McAdoo was robbed. Bob McAdoo should have been on that. Him and Dominique Wilkins, that's all you ever heard. Blah, blah, blah. I even went back and watched the open court, NBA open court episode when they were talking about all these things. and. Bob McAdoo was a definitely, definitely a favorite. But there was also a lot of hate going on in that episode. Y'all need to go check it out. It was a hilarious episode. I had to sit through that and watch that. I did it for even more research. Then I got Kevin McHale, one of the greatest low post scorers to ever do it. Bird couldn't have done it without him in Parrish. He was much better than his numbers in the accolades show because he was playing a reduced role. He played that sidekick role. I mean, like players like Scottie Pippen, all these other great um, number twos and everything. You gotta have a you gotta have a great sidekick. You can't you can't win it by yourself. It's a team game. You need you need that great number two, and he was a great number two. George Mikan, um, which got a pioneer, was so dominant. He was dominant before the NBA was created. I think they still had like that, that, that. What was it? He was like the NBA before the NBA, if I can remember correctly. See, this is why I need all my notes out. He was like eight championships before then. He was still he was just he was just dominant. Just dominant. He was also a part of that. Um, I saw the lowest scoring game in NBA history that was like 17 to 18 or something like it was either 17 to 18 or 17 to 20. It was something like that. And what the other team did was they just held the ball the entire time and they just wouldn't shoot the ball until like right at the end. Till they absolutely had to shoot it because they were they knew Mike was so great and so dominant that if he got the ball, he was going to score. And he still scored like. 16 of their 17 points or whatever, but it wasn't enough because 
obviously they weren't letting him get the ball. They weren't going to let him shoot. They weren't going to let him. That's that's how dominant he was. That people just sat there and wasted their entire clock. That was before the shot clock, obviously. And then that's when they were like, we need a shot clock. Like, we can't have people just holding the ball all game. Uh, Steve Nash is next. Two-time MVP. And like I said, the MVP is not getting off my list. Um, Dirk, top five power forward of all time. Hakeem, my GOAT center. Shaq, the most dominant player of the modern era. Robert Parrish, he's on here for the same reason as Mikhail. I mean, nine-time All-Star, four-time champ, eighth all-time in rebounds, and tenth all-time in blocks. I feel like his resume speaks for itself, and he has enough to make this list. I mean, he's not going to be on the higher end of the top 75, but he's one of those people you slide in at the end, and I think he should make the list. Chris Paul just passed what's called Mark Jackson and Steve Nash for top three and what's called assist of all time. He just now, Jason Kidd is on his uh, goal, master of the box score and analytics, one of the greatest point guards of all time, and will probably go down. He'll be on that list of the greatest players that never win a ring because his best chance was last year, and they couldn't get it done. So I can't see him getting a ring now unless he leaves Phoenix, but he seems to want to be there. He seems to think they have a chance, so who knows? Uh, Gary Payton, next greatest defensive point guard of all time. I mentioned earlier how Kid and CP3 are tied with him in all defensive selections, but Peyton is the only point guard with nine first teams. Like, all of them have, like, Kid, Chris Paul, DJ, they all have nine all defensive selections. But where they differ is Peyton's, all nine of his are first team. He's also top five all-time in steals and top ten in assists. So, there you go. Bob Pettit, one of the greatest power forwards of all time, 11-time All-NBA, two-time MVP, great scorer, and rebounder. Paul, the truth, Pierce, NBA champ, 10-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, 16th all-time in scoring. Kind of can't take him off the list. Uh, Scottie Pippen, six-time champ, and ultimate Robin. Whew! See, like I said, this is going to take a while. I haven't even been able to really go through and explain to other people on my list because we only 49, we 49 people in, we 25 minutes in. And all I've been doing is telling y'all my list. That's, golly, I knew this was going to be a long episode. But let's continue. Number 50, because we got 50 people already. We got Willis Reed, greatest Nick of all time, MVP, two-time champ, and a finals MVP. Then we got the big old triple-double leader before Westbrook came along. Uh, third greatest point guard of all time, in my opinion, but a lock for top five point guards of all time. You got David Robinson, MVP, DPOY, and, you know, two-time champ as well. Bill Russell, 11-time champion. Great, 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 great. Goat of goats, all-time champion. Um, Dolph, I got – I. I had I know I'm I knew I was gonna mess up his name. This is why I should have put the pronunciation things beside Dolph Shays, I think that's how you say it. 12-time all NBA and NBA champion. Bill Sharman, Celtic Great, four-time champion, seven-time all NBA. We shouldn't even have Bill Sharman on our team originally, but we had to trade for him. And we were going with another player that didn't want to play for us. We ended up trading him, getting Bill Sharman. Bill Sharman ended up turning out better than that player anyway. And like I said, seven All-NBAs is a lot of All-NBAs. Helped us with four championships. He got to be on the list. Um, John Stockton, all-time assist leader and steals leader, 11, 11 All-NBAs. Um, IT, the 80s point guard, 
point guard, point god, point whatever you want to call him after Magic. If Magic wasn't there, he'd be the best point guard of his time. Um, arguably, he could have got more accolades and more achievements, so he could have been the best point guard of all time. But who knows? Um, after that, we got Wes Unsell. Best year was his rookie year, which is still pretty crazy, and I'm pretty sure he's the only player... And he's going to be the only player in NBA history who won a rookie of the year and MVP in the same season. I don't think we're ever going to see another rookie that comes in and wins MVP his first year. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, won a championship as a finals MVP. So I think he has enough to be on this list, even though like the rest of his years weren't as crazy. But he, early on, he was crazy. Dwayne Wade, the Flash, deserves to be here. Third greatest shooting guard of all time. Should have an MVP under his belt, but that's the conversation for another day. Bill Walton. I saw a lot of people hating on my man, Bill Walton. And I love Bill Walton. I don't even love Bill Walton for the Celtic things. I loved him for his Portland days. Uh, for being a great playmaking defensive big man. I always modern my centers on 2K after him. A playmaking defensive big man. I love Bill Walton. Yes, he struggled with injuries, but when he was healthy, he was dominant defensively, and he was an amazing playmaker. He was the greatest passing big of all time before Jokic arrived. I saw a lot of hate on him being here because his numbers were low. They were like, oh, he don't have that many points. He don't have that many assists. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Like, he's still great. He great. I mean, I know he didn't last like some of these other players playing over, over 60 games only three times in his whole entire career. But again, an MVP, finals MVP, two-time champ, sixth man of the year. You can't deny because he was injury played. I mean, because when he was healthy, he showed y'all he was that guy. When he was healthy, man, those Portland teams didn't deserve a championship. Those Portland teams didn't deserve to go that far. But Bill Walton was that dominant and that great that he led them that far. Y'all not about to be disrespecting Bill Walton around me. That man was great. He just couldn't stay healthy. That's like if we had, like, let's say, yeah, Derrick Rose won a championship, and Derrick Rose got, like, let's say we ended, Derrick Rose ended up winning two championships, got, led that Chicago Bulls team to a finals championship, got the finals MVP and everything, but then then he started hitting his injuries, and then he couldn't get to where he wanted to. We not Then we put Derrick Rose on. We wouldn't take Derrick Rose off because if Derrick Rose won a couple championships, and got a, had an MVP in a finals MVP, people be like, oh, yeah, he's still a Hall of Famer and still all that stuff because he still did all that before he got hurt and before he couldn't walk and everything. So y'all can miss me with that Bill Walton don't deserve to be on here. And people saying, oh, Grant Hill can be on here. Grant Hill deserve struggle with injury. Yeah, he still played like 18 years, but still struggle with injuries. I mean, hey, y'all not about to be disrespecting Bill Walton. Put some respect on my man name. That's my center right there. Anyways, Jerry West. I mean, he's the logo. They say he's not the logo, but we all know he's the logo. Go ahead. Russell Westbrook. Um, he don't got the best rap, but his numbers don't lie. He's on here because he's an MVP. Led the league in scoring twice, nine-time All-NBA, just like Chris Paul is the only player to ever have 20K points and 10K assists in NBA history. Russell Westbrook will be the second player by the end of his career to have 20K points and 10K assists. He already has the points. He just needs to get the assists. And by the way, he's been a triple-double monster. I think he can get the, he can still get those assists. Uh, he's going to, like, triple-double leader. 
and average for average it for three straight seasons. And I mean, I don't want to hear that stat pad nonsense because if it was easy, everybody would do it. Russell Westbrook on my list. Dominique should have been on the original list, but they got it right this time. Big game James Worthy, three-time champ, finals MVP, similar to Parrish and McHale. Um, Magic wouldn't be here without him. Magic wouldn't be here without him. Now we can jump into, actually, whew, we 30, we 32 minutes in. That was 64 players, 64 of the 75 list. Those are 64 players. I have no problem. They were on the original list, and I have no problem with them staying on the original list. I think they're locks. I think they deserve, deserve to be there. Now, we're going to take a short break because I'm tired because I've been speaking for a long time. And after we come back from this short break, we will jump into who fills out those remaining 11 spots for that. Actually, before I do that, we're going to jump into the 11 names I left off. Well, technically 12 because they had a tie. The 12 names I left off the list, and we're going to talk about why I left them off. So we'll be right back. And we are back like we never left. So what I'm going to go into now is I broke this up into three different three different ways. So what I decided to go with this route was these players are the not a lock yet for me. These remaining 12 players, I'm going to go, excuse me, I'm going to go over and be like, these are not a lock. And then after that, I'm going to give who I think should fill in those that remaining spot, that end. Um, so the first not a lock, I'm kind of going to just put some players I'm going to put together because they're basically like very similar. So the Ray Allen, Reggie Miller comparison right there, those two right there, I'm going to put them in not a lock yet for me. So here's my thing with Ray Allen. I put, I put clay, Ray Allen, Reggie in the same place. Um, I put them all in the same space. Clay might be the only strange one because we haven't seen him on his own team yet. And we haven't seen him lead a team yet, but Clay still deserves to be on here. Um, the other two were good on their really good on their own teams, but I can't put them on here and not add another player. That's why I put them as not a lock yet. So I'm gonna read you out some, I'm gonna read you out all their stuff, and then I'm gonna read you out somebody else. So Ray Allen, right here, two-time champ. Two-time All-NBA, 10-time All-Star, pretty good resume. Rank them like All-NBAs more than All-Stars because, you know, the All-Star can be a popularity contest sometimes, but still, he, he got some really good accolades. Um, Clay's still young in his career. I mean, what is he? What has he only played? Seven, eight, nine seasons, something like that. Hasn't been, he hasn't even played a decade yet, um, but as of now, three-time champion. Two-time All-NBA, you know, one-time All-Defense. You know, he got a good resume. Reggie Miller, two-time All-NBA, five-time All-Star. NBA second all-time in three-point three points made per game. What's called, so, got that. Or did Curry already pass him? I don't know, I'm going off the top of my head, so. But anyway, he's going to end up third anyways. And I'm going to read you one more player. And... 
a player that was left off the list. And if somebody can tell me why and justify why they left this person on the list, off the list, but put these other players on the list, then I can be like, okay, I can understand why these players are on the list and not him. This player is a two-time champion, three-time All-NBA, six-time All-Star, five-time All-Defense, and a Finals MVP. If this player was added, also, I wouldn't have a problem with the other two, three being on this list, but I'm not even talking about Clay right now. He wasn't on the original list, so these other two being on the list. I wouldn't have a problem with Ray Allen and Reggie Miller being on this list if this other player wasn't on this list. So how can they have them and not him? We'll discuss this later. I'll tell y'all who this player is. But if they don't have that player on there, it's hard for me to put Ray Allen and Reggie Miller as a lock. That's the only reason I put them on the not a lock yet. After that, I have three players in comparison right here now. Nate Archibald, Damian Lillard, and Dave Bean. They're all right here, all together. Yes, yes, Nate Archibald was a scoring champ, and he was the first player to lead the league in points and assists in the same season. But he wasn't one of those players that was so dominant that he was just willing his team to the finals, the conference finals, or anything like that. He was a great point guard for his time. However, I put him in the same category as Dane, where they're good guards for their error, but they were never the second best or the best or the third best at their position during their time. Again, they weren't stacking accolades or winning chips. So what's the real reason why they're here? Like their numbers aren't crazy. They, Like I said, they don't have any accolades. They didn't change the game in any way. So what is the reason to put them here over these other players? I mean, if I'm wrong, I'd love to hear why. I just don't think they have anything that puts them in this category yet. Like, they need... Like what 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 did Dame do? Dame Dame and Nate Archibald and Dame like what what would like okay yeah good scoring point guards cool, but they weren't the greatest scoring point guards. They weren't like top five top ten, like just just killing it. They weren't just out there averaging thirty five. So like, okay, so scoring take back. They don't have the career numbers. So it's okay, okay. Were they winning chips? No, they weren't winning chips. Or were they like? Winning like any any accolades, anything like that. It's like no, they didn't get any accolades. They didn't get any accolades. So, um, what what what's the real reason to have them up there? That's that's the only thing I like to know. I, I just don't understand why they are up there without having a without having a legit reason. So I just I just can't I just can't put them on there yet. As of now, maybe, maybe sometime later, if I can hear like the why, like the reason that justifies them being there. But as of now, I I can't put them there. Like I said, Nate was a great scorer who could facilitate, but due to injuries, he never really hit a great season. Like like the one he had where he led in both categories. Like he had that great season, but he never hit that again because he started struggling with injuries. Um, he never actually averaged a double double outside of that season where he led the league in points and assists, where he had 30 and 11 outside of that season, he never had another double, double. He never averaged another double, double. Um, Dave Bing went through a lot off the court. And if you haven't seen his story, I advise you look into it. Cause it's a, it's a crazy story, but in regards to his NBA career, 
yes, he was a top scorer, but he just like these other two, he was never one of those top two, three guards because there was other great guards alongside him. He doesn't have anything that makes him stand out from other great scorers. So again, I can't put him on here and ignore the rest. Same with Dame, who's a score first guard. He hit 30 points per game one time in his career. And as the number one option that's never been to the finals, no scoring leaders, no significant accolades on his resume. His numbers aren't so crazy. I mean, how can you ignore like these other players and put him there? I like Dame, but I never understood why people try to like compare him to Curry and guards like that when like he doesn't have the stuff that Kyrie has. Like Kyrie's not on the list, but Dame is. You you put you put their careers like you put their accolades and all that stuff right beside you. Like how's Kyrie not on this list, but Dame is. If you are adding Dame, you got to add all the other great scores of like that couldn't make the list because at least because that's all Dame is. He's not a facilitator. He's not a defender. He's a scorer. So if you're gonna add him, you got to add these other great scores as well. And I just don't see. How are you gonna add these other great scores? Like you can't you can't add Dame to the list and then not have player like Adrian Dantley on the list. Their numbers are like really similar, really, honestly. And like they're both good scorers are of their era, but Dame, I mean Dantley did it without the three ball. If Dame is here, where's T Mac? He had two scoring titles, and Dame will probably tie him in all NBA selections because I think T Mac has seven, Dame has six, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But it's kind of tough to say he'll even get there because a lot of these young guards are on the come up and Dame's struggling this year. And I don't want to hear about the lack of playoff success because you play to win. You play to win the chip. And if you haven't even made it to the finals to attempt the chip, I don't care about your conference finals or semifinals because where's Alex English? You don't have anything. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't have anything significant. Like these other players before him on this list – that don't have the chips and everything, they have something significant that is the reason they're on this list. Dame doesn't have one of those. I'm like, again, Alex English, Vince Carter, both top 20 scorers of all time. See my point? Dame is a Hall of Famer, but just because you're a Hall of Famer doesn't mean you need to be on this list. I mean, come on now. I can see why people are questioning how I, uh, you know, say about these scorers, by lead players like Clyde, Pistol Pete, and Dominique here on it. Clyde is an arguable, like I said earlier, top five shooting guard of all time. So how can you be a top five shooting guard of all time and not be on this list? Nobody says Dame's a top five point guard of all time. Nobody puts Dame in the top ten point guards of all time. Um, Pistol Pete has, like, like with the changing of the game. I I want Pistol Pete on the list, but if you want to knock him off, your, like, if you didn't have him on your personal list, I'm not going to be hurt because I'm like, if you put somebody like Tony Parker or Ginobili, somebody more accomplished than Pistol Pete, I wouldn't I wouldn't stress it. I wouldn't stress you putting them on there. Dominique was a different type of animal. He's a top 15 scorer of all time. Dame's not going to be on the top 15 scorer of all time. Every other of those 14 that's on the top 15 scorers of all time list are on there with them. So Dominique's going to be on there. So that's what I'm saying. I don't understand how Nate Archibald, I can't lock Nate Archibald, Dame, or Dave being into my list. The next one is Anthony Davis. They added Anthony Davis, but they left out Pau Gasol and Dwight Howard. Someone make this make sense. Because great talent, yeah, yeah, he's a great talent. And if AD can stay healthy, then he could have some MVPs with more accolades under his belt. He could have some MVPs, some defense player of the years. Yes, he's better than both who I just named. But is he more accomplished? No. 
I get him being one of the Shaq picks that you're predicting that he adds on and is even greater now than he is from, like, you know, what's it called? However, if that's the case, how do you add him and not add the MVP Jokic? A young MVP was left off the list, but AD was added. I'm pretty confident in my prediction that AD will end his career without an MVP. He might be able to add more chips with LeBron and everything. Who knows? Anything can go that way. You got LeBron, you got AD, you can never count them out. They might add more chips. And if they add more chips and everything, then it's like, okay, you can see the argument. But then what makes him different than Powell? What makes him so different? Like when you kind of look at the accolades, because the numbers aren't going to say too much because Anthony Davis wasn't healthy and Powell played a while. So, I mean, what, what makes that so different? I don't know. I might be tripping, but I can't just lock him in. I can't lock him in yet. I want AD to be on this list, but I can't bet on his health and I can't bet on all these other things that make him stand out from these other players. Like, so as far as I'm concerned, I can't lock AD in yet. I can't lock him in yet. I want to, but I can't yet. Maybe one day. Um, Next is Dave Debouchier. And Debouchier, you know, Philly legend. Philly legend. Um, Two-time champ, all-time great defender. And I'm talking about all-time great defender. When the all-time defensive award came out, like, he was, he was first team six straight times. He was like, you know, they didn't used to have that um, – they had all NBA, but they didn't have all defense. And when they added it, six straight times, that man was a beast defensively. He's not on my list because, I mean, yes, he was a beast defensively and a two-time champ. But I see that like adding like Ben Wallace. Like, you know what I mean? He was a better scorer than Ben Wallace. He averaged 16 a game. That was like his worst thing. And so he's a great player, but I mean... To me, Debouchier is a great player after doing all that research. However, I got to look at some other names first. Like, if I look at the other names and the other names don't, like, equate to Debouchier, I can keep Debouchier on the list. But he was just one of those ones I'm like, yeah, he's great. But let me just see these other names first before I add him. I can't put him in and let me see some other names in first. Jerry Lucas, great rebounder, good scorer, but Lucas' spot needs to go with another Shaq picking Jokic, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Earl Monroe, the Kyrie Irving of the 60s and 70s, but before the three ball. But he's not on here yet. Not enough accomplishments. You don't got enough accomplishments, in my point. Everybody knows Earl the Pearl Monroe, but I just can't. He don't got. He's not accomplished enough for me to throw him on over some other players. Dennis Rodman, one of the greatest defenders of all time, two-time defense player of the year, eight-time all-defense, seven-time rebound um, leader, five-time NBA champion. You see, you see, you see this one kind of like the Debouchier one. It's like you have him on it, but my whole thing is like kind of like I don't I, I see those picks. I gotta see. Like I want Dennis Rodman to be on it. I think Dennis Rodman is gonna be on my original my my seventy-five, but he was one of the ones I was like. Uh, just in case, let me check the other names first, just to make sure I'm not forgetting nobody, but I want you on my list, but let me just, just in case, let me, just in case, you know, you got to double check sometimes, triple check, whatever. Then you got Nate Thurman, another, all, do you see all these great defenders? You see, that's what I was talking about, like defense, all like great defenders versus great scorers. Great scorers is going to get that nod over him. Another great defender right here. You know, first person to ever have a quadruple double, obviously didn't watch him, but everybody said, imagine, 
Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain mixed together, but a better offensive player than Bill Russell, but a much better defender than Will Chamberlain. So that sounds like a monster to me. But his accolades don't show that, so I can't make him a lock because all the crazy stories I saw about Nate Thurman, I was like, golly, this man is a monster. This man is a beast. But I didn't watch him, so I can't judge that. And all I can go based off is what I can look up and research, and everything else doesn't show that he should be on this list, even as much of a monster as he was. Um, Lenny Wilkins, better coach than player. As a player, he was an exceptional playmaker, but, I mean... He's not a better playmaker than some of these other players on the list, and that was his best thing. Like, I mean, he's not—he's a cool scorer too, but he was—he doesn't have anything significant to have him on this list, in my opinion. So finally, we're going to have my replacements, my replacements for these final, these final eleven slash twelve spots, because they had twelve spots technically, because they had a tie. So these are going to be my replacements on who I had. Number one, Dwight Howard. Don't understand the disrespect here. I really don't. Eight-time All-NBA. You know, eight times. Eight times he was a top three center in the league. And only centers with more All-NBA selections than him are Wilt, David Robinson, Bill Russell, Hakeem, Shaq, and Kareem, and Moses Malone. Um. So, wait, I think, no. Actually, I think Moses Malone is tied with him. So, I mean, yeah. That's a great list right there. Those are all all-time greats on, that are on this list. And all of them, those are the only people w- that are comparable with him with all NBA selection as a center. He's tied with Rudy Gobert for with second most defensive player of the years. But look at the difference between Rudy Gobert and him. You look at all those players around him on those DPOYs, you got Dikembe Mutombo, Bill, um, Ben Wallace. Like, those are the only two people ahead of him. And then he's tied Rudy Gobert. All three of those were one-way players. They were only defensive players. They weren't going to lead their team in scoring. They weren't going to lead their team far in play. They couldn't personally be on a team and lead their team. Dwight was on his team as the guy leading them on offense while commanding them on defense and leading them on defense at the same place. I'm just saying the only thing he was missing was maybe an MVP or or an NBA championship, but now he has a chip. So he's a lock for this list. There's nothing he doesn't have outside that MVP, and a lot of people on this list don't have an MVP. So he's on this list. He's on this list. That's just disrespectful not to have him on this list. Um, next is the player I was talking about earlier. Read his stats out earlier, but a two-time champ, three-time all-NBA, um, all five-time all-defense, uh, what's it called, finals MVP. And, I mean... If we're going to add James Worthy, Scottie Pippen, Kevin McHale's name, we have to add him as well. As well as like Ray Allen, Clays, and Joe Dumar. We have to add, uh, I said Joe Dumar. That's the player. I'm over here. See, I'm talking too much. I'm talking too much on my word. I mixed up Joe Dumar's name and Ray Allen. So we're going to add Ray Allen and Clay Thompson. We got to have Joe Dumar here because that's the player. That's the player, Joe Dumar. Go back and look up Joe Dumar. Joe Dumar deserves to be on this list if we're going to add these other players. Um, he's one of my picks that I don't understand how he just wasn't on the list. I didn't, and I'm really upset because I didn't see enough people slandering the fact that Joe Dumars was not on this list. Um, next we have Pal Gasol. All these other Robins made it, but Pal ain't. How? Make it make sense to me. Kobe don't win those two without Pal, so Pal needs to be on this list. Uh, at and then we have Dennis Rodman. 
as I said earlier, I just wanted to get a feel for the names before I locked them in. And then I've like looked around and I thought I like I was doing these, like I said, these research were on multiple days. As I was looking around, I was like, huh. At first I was like, I need to see the other names, but after I got the other names, I was like, yeah, Dennis Robinson can be on here. Uh Ray Allen, same with him. Reddit stats earlier. Him, Clay, and Joe Dumars are all-time great two guards who were key into the team winning chips. So Ray Allen goes on this list. Clay, same with him. He needs to be on this list. He deserves to be on this list. He does he doesn't have as many years as these other players, but he's just as or more accomplished than a lot of these other players. So Clay needs to be on this list. Um next, we can have Tony Parker. I don't know how he was left off this list. Four-time champ, one-time finals MVP, four-time All-NBA. And just like Tim Duncan could probably have had better numbers and more individual accolades but sacrificed more, so did Tony Parker. Um, uh, I don't know. Right here, I was actually going to leave T-Mac off the list, honestly. Yes, he's a great scorer, but he's not even in the top 50 in scoring. He doesn't have the accolades. So, I mean... I got nah I'm taking T Mac off the list. I can't I can't have him on. I was gonna put him on the list. I can't have T Mac on my list. I wanna be on my list. I wanna be on my list, but never mind. Scratch that. T Mac not gonna be on my list. We're gonna readjust it. T Mac's not gonna be on my list. We're gonna have Vince Carter and Alex English still T Mac spot. Those two are gonna those two are gonna go right there. Um 25k points, 19th. All of all time in scoring, in opinion, one of one of those things. If you're a top twenty scorer, that means you're on a different level. And Alex English, like Vince Carter and Alex English, are the only two that aren't on this list that are in the top twenty in scoring. And I'm giving it to him and Alex English that I'm having them tied for this spot because originally there were seventy six people on this list, so they can they can afford a tie right here. Both of them twenty five k plus scoring, top twenty. So I don't I don't see how neither one of them are on this list. So I'm gonna give those two of those spots to Vince Carter and Alex English. Um, how many do I have right now? Joe Dumar, Dwight, uh, Powell, Alex English, Vince Carter, Dennis Rodman, Ray Allen, Clay Thompson, Tony Parker. That's nine. That's nine people. If I'm getting this correct, and so I'm gonna have that final tenth spot. Actually. So we can't technically have 11. We can technically have 11 because they had a tie. And I mean, no, we can technically have 12 because we're supposed to have 11. I'm over here tripping. I can't get my math right. Golly, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Um. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give that like, I'm, I'm over here getting, I'm, too, I'm getting too confused. I'm confusing myself now. I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give one of those just like we have. So we have what well, we have eight right now, right? God dang, I gotta recount again. Give me one second, people. I'm sorry for this. So we got nine people right now, which means we have two spots left. We have two spots remaining. Technically, we can have three spots remaining because they had twelve anyway because there was a tie. So I'm gonna give two of those three spots right there to T Mac. I'm gonna add them back in the list. I took them off my list. I'm gonna add T Mac back to my list. Him and Anthony Davis. I'm going to leave him and Anthony Davis on the list. Uh, they both have, like, T-Mac got seven All-NBAs and a two-time champion. I said two-time two-time scoring champion. So I'm going to keep him there. And I'm going to add Anthony Davis right there because, you know, NBA champion. He led the league in blocks three times, four-time All-Defense, four-time All-NBA. And, I mean, being in L.A., if he can stay healthy, 
He can get some more All-NBAs. He can get some more numbers. Him and LeBron could win a couple more chips, so who knows? I'm going I'm to keep, keep AD on there. And my last spot on my all, my NBA 75 is going to go to a player that I know a lot of people don't have on their list, and that is Dennis Johnson. This might be the most controversial pick. Well, when it came to the top 50, he was in the debate for being one of the biggest snubs. So he was snubbed for the top 50, and then he was snubbed from the 75. Three-time champion, one-time five finals MVP. As I discussed earlier, nine-time all-defense. He was a menace tied with Peyton, Kidd, and CP3 for the most all-time by a point guard. He deserves to be on this list. Even if all his numbers don't show the full story, his accolades do. He deserves to be on this list. And this was a long, long, long episode, but it was necessary. Actually, this episode wasn't as long as I thought it'd be. It was on it's still under an hour. I when I made these notes originally, I thought this episode was gonna be like two hours long. Um I was recording it. I mean when I was looking at all those notes, I mean if I used all my notes and I had on this episode probably would have been like two, three hours long. But I had to do give y'all a short version because nobody wants to sit here and listen for two, three hours. Y'all just want to get a short episode. But anyways, guys, this has been another episode of the Ath Geeks podcast. Always, always, always remember to respect women. But most importantly, remember to respect yourself. And we out. <laughs>